Hey everyone, it's Helen here. I'm a sales and business coach to ambitious entrepreneurs who want to achieve success and wealth in their online business. I've been a solo entrepreneur for 19 years, building award-winning sales-based businesses from scratch, taking two to six figures, and I love sales. I'm obsessed with language and social media, and I love using my life and business to help you make more money. I make sure you stand out so you sell more by using impactful, memorable language in your messaging and exceptional content that grabs attention and truly connects with your audience. Ultimately, it's about growing your authority and converting more sales. And I love using my skills in sales and strategy to help you build a profitable business in a way that's fearlessly and authentically you. So if you want the life that you always knew that you were made for, to feel seen and valued for who you are, let's go. It's about defining your purpose, fulfilling your incredible potential and stepping into your power. Okay, everybody, so today's episode, just sit back and relax and listen to the incredible voice of my um, guest today. I have Jerry Sandusky here on the podcast to talk about all things presentation and communication. Jerry is a leadership communication coach, and I'm going to let him take it away in a second to explain what he does. But he's also the voice of the NFL's Ravens. So if you recognize your voice, if you live in the Baltimore area, you might know his voice from if you've been to all the sports. But Jerry, I would just love to introduce you to the podcast. And thank you so much for being here. Helen, it's great to be with you. And it's so funny you talk about voices because I love your voice and your accent, which you probably don't think you have an accent. And to to you, I probably have an accent. So voices are like thumbprints. They're all different, but they're all memorable. And it's a powerful way that we communicate. And, and I am a leadership communication coach. And by way of introduction, do you know how most people are probably overwhelmed with high anxiety and low confidence when it comes to taking their ideas to the front of the room, the Zoom, or the camera? Well, I discovered along the way that there are a lot of ways to help people get more comfortable and be more impactful and have far greater influence in those arenas. And when you can have greater influence in those arenas, you stand out from the competition. Yeah. My background as a broadcaster, I would go to, gosh, hundreds, if not thousands of banquets over the course of, of my career. And I would see people who I knew were really good at what they did, whether they were CEOs or C-suite members. And they would get to the front of the room and they would stumble all over themselves and they would read boring speeches. And I would sit there and think, you're damaging your brand mm -hmm. instead of elevating your brand. And it started off as a hobby, but then it became a business in showing people how to take their excellence to the front of the room, the Zoom and the camera mm -hmm. and move past the anxiety, develop the confidence and tap into the influence. Yeah. And that's what I do. I love it. You're straight into that. I thank you for just diving straight into what you do, because um, I would like to ask you straight off the bat, like how important is having a great presentation? Uh, you mentioned about it being like potentially damaging to your brand if you can't get this right. But as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, particularly as a coach, we have a lot of coaches listening to this podcast. How important is that to have that skill? I think it's more important than ever. Because everybody you deal with is now the busiest person in the world. 
technology lied to us. Back in the 80s, during the start of the technological revolution, technology's promise was more free time. <laughs> Ellen, do you know anybody who has more free time than they did a decade ago? We're all no. busy on technology, Jerry. Yeah, for sure. So, right. So technology is just, just sped up the gerbil wheel. So everybody's busier and busier and busier. And if you can't capture people's attention, then you miss the, the greatest marketing opportunity going. Yeah. Every presentation, I believe, is a sales presentation. Whether you're selling widgets or an idea, whether you're trying to sell influence, you're selling something. I mean, you're a sales expert. I know you understand that. Mm -hmm. And if you can't present your ideas and yourself, then your brand is either going to be forgotten or negative. And when you think about how much money people put into marketing their business, nobody hires a marketing expert to go ruin their brand. And yet they get in front of an audience and they ruin their brand all the time. So I think presentations are a crucial part of branding yourself professionally as well as organizationally. And the best place to do it is the front of the room or the front of the camera because those are the two areas that scare off most of your competition. So why not take the easy, low-hanging fruit? I love that. Yeah. So I'm so glad you brought that back to sales. Obviously, me too. I absolutely believe, yeah, it's it's part of who you are and showing up confidently is everything. So you talk about on Instagram and your social media about you help people to become a presenter that everyone else will cancel their plans to hear. And I absolutely, absolutely love that. So We've established that if you want to sell more, you need to become a great presenter. So tell us what makes a great presentation? A great presentation starts with understanding the audience, understanding their pain point, their struggle, and what they want to achieve. Nobody shows up to your presentation so they can help you grow your career or your business. They show up because they have a problem, they have a struggle, they have a goal. So a great presentation starts by understanding that. And then I call it the confluence method. It's the confluence of three areas, your confidence, your content, and your presentation, mm -hmm. your, your presentation skills. Where those three overlap is your influence. So for example, you could have great content and great confidence, but no good presentation skills. You'll be boring and nobody will, you know, you'll have dull slides. Nobody will remember anything. You can have great confidence, great presentation, and no content, you're still going to miss. You have to have all three. And what most people miss on is the confidence piece, because that's where it starts. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing with confidence. It's actually second to courage. Everybody wants confidence first. You just have to have the courage to put yourself out there. And once you do that a few times, the confidence follows. Mm -hmm. It's so, courage first, confidence follows. And then confidence married to good content with proper presentation skills, all of a sudden you're leaving people in, in the dust because they're looking at you and they're, and they're using this phrase, wow, Helen's natural. Mm -hmm. When you and I both know you've actually worked at it. Mm -hmm. And here's, here's the proof of presentation skills. I don't care if it's, you know, Ronaldo in soccer, Messi in soccer, Michael Jordan in basketball, or Helen in the front of the room. The people who make something look effortless have worked really hard at it. <laughs> sure. And that's the art of the deal. You want to make it look effortless, but nobody's a natural. The people who look like naturals, they've worked at it. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, I can definitely help people with the content side. That's that ticked off. <laughs> but the other two pieces, I really want to dive into a little bit more. So it is the presentation skills and the confidence. Um, 
you know, let's break down learning how to have very strong presentation skills. You just so rightly said there, it's practice, isn't it? Um, how can we get better at that? And what kind of things do we need to be really practicing to have a killer presentation that helps us to sell more? So the first thing you want to start really dialing into is body awareness. Because most people have high anxiety. They get to the front of the room and their bodies are all over the place. You know, their hands are moving like with no methodology. Their eyes are moving around. Their heads moving around. They're pacing like panthers. And that becomes this huge distraction. And the reason for all of that is because their body's being flooded by three hormones. Uh, cortisol, epinephrine, and adrenaline. It's the fight, flight, or freeze hormones. Same ones your most ancient ancestors had thousands of years ago when the Huns would attack the village. Those hormones would let them look at the Huns attacking and say, if there's three of them, we've got the energy to fight. If there's 3,000, honey, grab the kids, we're out of here. <laughs> well, believe it or not, your brain sees an, a live audience or sometimes a Zoom meeting or a video camera and has the exact same triggering mechanism. It floods your body with those three hormones. Mm -hmm. Your body expels excess adrenaline most efficiently through your hands, your feet, your teeth, and your voice. So I teach a series of exercises. I'll give you one or two here, though, that will really help you. Primal scream. Half an hour before your presentation, if you're in a hotel room, if you're at home, if you're in the office, go in the restroom, scream loudly into a pillow or go outside and scream. Just do it someplace where people won't hear you or they'll, or they'll call for an emergency. And not right now if you're listening, guys. <laughs> right, yeah, don't scream right now. But yeah. half an hour, scream. Then here's one of my favorite ones. Helen, do it with me. Take your palms yeah. to your hands. Take a deep breath in and exhale like you're breathing through a straw as you press your hands together forcefully. Do that three or four times. As you do that three or four times, you'll actually start to feel your adrenaline settles down, your face relaxes, and you have better presence. And the last one is your feet. If you're, it's it's good to move when you present, but you don't want to pace. Mm -hmm. So one of the tricks I teach people is just wiggle your toes. And what this does is it lets you control how much adrenaline is in your body and how much you want to get out. You want to have enough to keep you up, but you don't want so much that you're jittery and all over the place. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole series of exercises like that that I can teach people so they take mastery of their body. The first, the core of the word presentation is present. So we want to be physically present. Nike has this sports psychologist, his name escapes me at the moment, but he had a great expression. Be where your feet are. <laughs> Too often in a presentation, the presenter is thinking, oh, what if I bomb this? Or what if they don't like me? Or what if I don't make this sale? They're already off a day, an hour, a week into the future. No, no, no. Be present. Mm -hmm. As you control your body, the second thing you want to control are your eyes. So people tend to be like all over the map. You know, they're bouncing around. They do it on Zoom. They don't know where to look. They do it in a room. It's very distracting. The art is to learn wherever your eyes go, stay there. Land. Stay there for 10, 15 seconds. Okay. And then move smoothly. And wherever you go, stay there 7 to 10 or 15 seconds. You don't want to stay there for you know three minutes because that gets creepy and awkward. <laughs> but the art is wherever you go, stay there. And when you move, move smoothly and land smoothly. It gives you that presence mm -hmm. that is 
crucial to a great presentation. So it's much like when you fly in a plane, you want a pilot who is confident and present. You don't want a pilot who's jittering all over the map. Same thing with a presentation. So you master your body. You use your eyes to let the audience know, I've got this. Mm-hmm. At which point the audience starts to relax into you with trust. Now you can engage your audience because you know what their problems are. And the rest is details because the magic is already done. Mm. At that point, you have them. You see, presentations, here's a classic mistake. You know tons about sales. I know tons about presentations. It's all up in our head. If we just try to download brain to brain, we'll miss every time. We have to connect emotionally first. Mm-hmm. To prove to you that I understand your struggles. And then I have to show you that I'm physically present here for you. And when that happens, Helen, time disappears. Yeah. And the greatest gift you can give to another person is to make time disappear. Yeah, I agree. We've all been in great presentations or a movie or whatever it is, but we've listened to someone engaging. And yeah, where did that time go? I agree. It's it's magical. And I love what you said about connecting emotionally and solving people's problems this is what I talk about through my content all the time and you are doing it in reality in in a presentation format and it's absolutely the same principles apply because we're all human beings wanting to connect to make the sale to make people feel seen and heard and uplift them whatever that is and it's yeah I I love that and thank you for those literally practical tips we were I was doing that and I will definitely take <laughs> take those away and use them again I do want to talk about the the confidence and the nerves because this is the thing that I think is a barrier for so many people um and you know, I, I I guess I'm going to ask you, is all of this kind of moving around and eyes going everywhere? Is that a way of kind of dissipating the nerves and dealing with the anxiety? Yeah. But it's it's the anxiety dealing with you. Right. What I try to teach people is how to deal with the anxiety. The ang- Look, the, the, the adrenaline is there, but people think of it in the wrong way. They think of it as fear. Mm-hmm. And I always say you want to shift to a different F word. Uh-huh. You. Okay. It's there to lift you. You don't want to have you don't want to be a presenter who goes out and says, It's great to be here today. I'm so relaxed. I'm going to bore you to tears and I'll lose you within 15 seconds. <laughs> That's a lack of fuel. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get rid of all that adrenaline and you don't want to you don't want to just be so calm that you bore the audience. The mm-hmm. adrenaline is fuel. It's there to lift you up so you can think on your feet, so you have good energy, you can engage the audience. Mm-hmm. You just don't want to have so much of it that it's controlling your body. You want to control it. Once you learn to master that, you sleep like a baby the night before a presentation because you know you're going to be up in the morning. You know the, you know the crowd is going to get you excited. The presentation is going to get you excited, but it's not going to get you off the rails. Mm-hmm. The other thing is you have two sides to your brain. You have the right, which is the creative side, the left, which is the analytical side. When you go to the front of the room, I always make a, I always tell people, make a deal with your brain. The left side is the internal critic. It's the person that when you see yourself on camera, you think, oh gosh, I, I need a haircut or why did I wear that shirt today? Oh, I, that, why did I say that? You never take the critic with you to the front of the room. You make a deal with your internal critic that when I'm done, I'll play back the video and you can critique what I did. But the critic never comes to the front of the room with you. If you bring the critic to the front of the room, it's like driving with your emergency brake on. 
Yeah. You can't get anywhere very fast. You keep holding yourself back. Mm-hmm. When the critic doesn't come, the creative side comes up with things in the middle of a presentation that you never thought of in practice. <laughs> and you tap into this energy and the synergy with the audience. And it's, it's truly magical, mm-hmm. but it only happens if you leave the critic off to the side. Yeah, I love that. I think we've all felt that. Like we've all had that voice like, am I doing okay? You know, that is so like it resonates. I think for me, the biggest thing, and I think a lot of the people listening will resonate with this as well, has been the fear of losing my breath, like getting out of breath out of nerves and anxiety and that being the downfall. For me, it's not what I'm going to say. I'm really confident. I know what I'm going to say is going to bring value Yes, I'm sure you can teach me a ton of things on how to present something like in a really, you know, in an improved way in terms of the actual content, the way the flow of the speech goes. But it is the fear of losing my breath out of nerves. That is the that's the biggest barrier for me. And I would love you to like give myself if I'm being so selfish here, but I'm sure lots of the listeners will also really appreciate your your words of wisdom on that. So there's two things I want you to think about when it comes to your breath. The first is you are trying to do too much with one breath. Mm. You want to do less and take more breaths. So most people do this. And I'm going to have you demonstrate it. Take a big, deep breath. Go ahead. Right. So if you play back the video and look at it, you'll see Helen's shoulders go up by her ears. Okay. Yeah, they did. Your lungs are not in your shoulders. Mm -hmm. Your lungs are down here. Mm. So yoginis will tell you it's called belly breathing. When you take a big breath, you want to push your belly out. You breathe down into your lungs. My my shoulders don't move when I breathe. No, for anyone not watching, they are still. (laughs) So so when I take, I'll take a huge breath right now. And you don't see my shoulders move. Didn't move an inch, no. But I have all the air that I need to talk for however long I want. Mm -hmm. Now, the key is I don't try to talk for three, four, five sentences on one breath. I pause, I take a little breath, Mm -hmm. and I speak some more. That's how you avoid running out of air. Too many people go in, they think this. Now I've got to talk for three hours on this one gigantic breath. And, I'm, and, and so I'm going to speed up talking the way I do it. So that way I'll just, and by the end of it, you're exhausted. The audience is exhausted. Nobody remembers a damn thing. Yeah. So the art of the deal is more frequent breaths and don't ask your breath to accomplish so much. Mm-hmm. And here's the beauty of it. As you pause a little bit more, it's easier to think of what you want to say next. And as you pause, the audience pauses. And in that pause, they digest what you've already said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can talk literally all day long. A lot of people, you know, who, who don't do this for a living and have to get out and do a you know, full day seminar or long presentations, they'll have all kinds of voice problems because their breath is up in their shoulders and their vocal cords get really tight. And it's, your vocal cords are just muscles. And once they get fatigued, your voice is shot. Right. Interesting. Okay. By breathing down in your belly and breathing more frequently and asking each breath to do less, this all in your vocal cords, all stays relaxed. And here's what happens. Your voice takes on this really comfortable timbre. And you can still move it around. Like when I get excited, I can go go way high. I can go way up here. But I'm not up here all day. Yeah. And I'm not down here all day, like burying you with a really low delivery. You just find that real nice, comfortable area that you can breathe and talk all day and move your voice around from there. 
And that's how you keep from fatiguing your voice. Fantastic. Thank you for that. That that is really, really helpful. I'm learning so much on this podcast. <laughs> it's fantastic, Jerry. I appreciate you. I would just like to finally just ask you one last question about you do talk about these three core areas as a business person, as an entrepreneur, really honing that skill in the room, the Zoom, and also um, in front of, uh, what was the other one, sorry? The camera, the room, the, the camera, Zoom, and the sorry, camera. Room, the Zoom, the camera, I did it. So I would love you to just talk about very briefly the importance of like, if there's differences there and, and what they are. Yes, so in person, it's in person and versus Zoom and camera are inverse ratios. So when you're in front of the room, your body only makes up about 1% of the room. Mm. And you have your full body to create body language with. You can squat, you can stand, you can extend your arms, you can lean into the audience. Your whole body is part of your language. And you are a much smaller percentage of the room. Once we get on Zoom, on camera, notice Helen, our heads are a third of our screen. Yeah. And so your body language becomes very much up here, as well as learning to use your hands within a framework. Mm -hmm. Once I leave the framework, notice if I take my attention outside the framework for too long, I don't change anything, but I lose you because you're wondering what the heck is he looking at? And so when you are in Zoom or on camera, you have to understand that the universe you're working in has a frame around it. And you want to keep your attention as much as possible and your body language within that frame. So on camera and on Zoom, an eye raise is serious <laughs> body language. Yeah. A frown mm -hmm. is has massive impact. Whereas on stage, if you raise your eye, unless you're on iMag screens, people really aren't going to see it. Yeah. So on stage, it's more of your body. On camera and on Zoom, it's more of your head within a tighter framework. Mm -hmm. Everything's more magnified in this arena as opposed to the front of the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic because I had never thought about that before and it's obvious now you've said it. And there are a lot, obviously, most of us are doing business on Zoom these days, especially if there's coaches listening. Wait, that's how we do what we do best. And it is on Zoom. I'm one of these people that speaks with, with their hands, as you probably can tell. <laughs> yeah, sure. Don't stop. And yeah, I'm definitely going to take that into consideration on, yeah, in those different arenas. That's really helpful. And so I'll, I'll leave you one last point. Since you're, yeah. I'm a hand speaker too. So here's uh -huh. the trick when you're on Zoom with hands. Just imagine there's plexiglass at your chin level extending forward and don't bring your hands above the plexiglass. Okay. Yeah. This is not distracting at all. You know, you can, you can use, hey, there's two things I want to understand. Over here, you want to tackle this. But yeah. once you get up here, this gets distracting. Mm -hmm. So just keep that in mind. Amazing. We're definitely going to have to get this podcast onto a video as well, because there's too many um, good demonstrations here that we need to watch visually. So, Jerry, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I know that our listeners will have taken so many amazing skills. This is an important skill that so many people neglect as a business owner, as a salesperson. We're all selling things. So I would love you to just tell people where we where they can go and find you, go and connect with you and find out more about what you do. Sure. My website is the easiest spot, sanduskygroup.com. On Instagram, at G Sandusky, S-A-N-D-U-S-K-Y. And I'd love to have a conversation with you on either location. Amazing. We'll put all of those links in the show notes. But for now, thank you so much, Jerry. Um, it's been a pleasure listening to you and your beautiful voice again, of course. I appreciate your time as well. Thank you. Thank you, Helen. 
I absolutely loved that episode. I hope you did too. And if you did, I would so appreciate you leaving a five-star review and hitting the follow because it makes all the difference to the quality of the guests that we can continue to bring onto the show just as in today's episode. Also take a screenshot, share this on your Instagram, tag me in your stories at Helen Thacker. And I would also, of course, love to invite you all over to my Power Hour Business Club, which is a free networking event that I run every single Wednesday. You can find the link in the show notes or on my Instagram bio. It truly is a global community of entrepreneurs that you can come along to, share what you do best, go and make connections and grow your business. So look forward to seeing you there. And until the next episode, have an amazing day.